you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good morning, football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live here in New York City. It's Friday, December 2nd. I'm Jamie Yerdahl and your friends at the table, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Sean O'Hara, Jason McCourty, still up in New England. You hear, heard his beautiful voice on the radio last mm-hmm. night. Peter, you listened to the call. I actually went on westwoodone.com, yeah. clicked on it, listened to the call. Jason was fantastic. He and Ian Eagle did the call. And uh, I almost uh, prefer his call if we ever go through the lead for that Josh Allen pass. Jason's call was fantastic. Yeah, Maybe we'll get it in the show at some point. And nice. it's so odd that Jason's brother is there in the middle of so the play. So there's a moment. McCourty makes a play. And yeah. he says, it says, Devin McCourty, and Ian Eagle stops. He goes, I was wondering if you were going to say my Cordy brother. or my brother. Yeah, and you he goes, I'm just being formal on this one. Professional. Very good. Professional. Felt like a very definitive game last night within the division mm. in the AFC East. Shall we get to the highlights? I think we should. Let's go. Bring on the McCourty Bowl. Uh, Bills and Patriots. And the Bills go into Foxborough and win convincingly by two touchdowns. The game was never really in doubt in the second half. Our guy Mike Giardi caught up with Josh Allen, who guaranteed a Super Bowl win. No, who said, this is just us being us. <laughs> All right, Josh, teams don't come in here three straight years to beat the Patriots in New England. What does it say about your football team that you've been able to do this? Well, again, our defense, um, they played great, only letting up 10 points, giving us short fields all day. Um, you know, we got to score more points. That's how we feel. But we did enough to get it done tonight. It was a good situational football game win. Uh, you know, we worked in unison with – Defense and special teams found a way to get it done. You need to find ways. MVP. MVP. And last one for me, Stefan Diggs. It doesn't seem like anybody can cover that guy one-on-one. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I trust him, you know, with my life. Uh, he goes out every single game. He competes very hard, man, and uh, I love throwing to him. Feels like we're going to hear that MVP chant for a lot of quarterbacks in the AFC over the next coming weeks. But yeah. with that win, the Bills improve to 9-3, and three, and they move up to the two-seed in the AFC. For now, though, we've still got the rest of 
week 13 to play, and it's a great slate of games if you're looking forward to something to do this weekend. The Bills' offense was just too much for the Patriots to handle last night. Things to pull from that win for the Bills in Foxborough, mm-hmm. Peter. Bills can win a lot of games if they hold opponents to 10 points, and they can do it with Von Miller not on the field. I thought this was really interesting. Yesterday I came on the show, I said, who's going to fill the void for Von Miller? And it wasn't just Von. Jordan Phillips was out. Kair Elam was out. It was like, hey, Tredavious White comes back, mm-hmm. played a bunch of snaps, played well, and the New England offense looked inept. Inept. After the one Marcus Jones play, it was frustration city, and I think a lot of that is because of how good the Bills' defense played. The Patriots had one red zone possession last night. One. They only rushed the ball for 60 yards. They're supposed to be this, you know, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevens thing. And on third down, the Patriots went three for 12. So you say, well, what's wrong with the Patriots' offense? How about Bill's defense was really good, and they got a lot of production from a lot of different players that have to step up. You know, Vaughn went on his podcast and was like, I'll be back for the Jets game. And then Brandon Bean before the game is like, you're going on IR. So you're not going to be back for that Jets game. Yeah. You're going to be out for several games, yeah. and we're going to have to do the Jets job we can without you. This was a very losable game after it's 7-0 earlier, 7-3 early. Patriots come out with a trick play. They get Marcus Jones involved. That's not in the playbook, not on film. And the Bills quickly righted the ship. We could do a lot of talk about Josh Allen, but I did want to start the show and say that that defense stepped up when they needed most because that's going to be the important part when they go against Tua and Mahomes and, of course, Lamar and the rest mm-hmm. in the AFC playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we said this during the week. This, this was not the playoffs last year. This was not in Buffalo. This is in New England. This is a different team. 14-point victory. Um, and we said yesterday, Bill Belichick in the last 20-plus years has not had a killer quarterback in his division ever. And he has one. And Josh Allen was just putting together a mixtape last night. And I think we've been wrestling with this for about five years. I think that's the comp for Josh Allen. I think mm. he is a bigger John Elway. He can run like a young Elway. He's got the arm like Elway. And good luck, Bill Belichick. You have not had a killer in your division for 20 years, and now you have a bigger John Elway. And that's why they won last night. Scary. Josh Allen looked like the dad in the gra- in, the, in the driveway playing with like young kids and mm-hmm. just dominating everybody. Like, All-time quarterback. Swatting, <laughs> like, you know, like us on Call Your Shot. Just like the Jones play, family. Play Every player's right. named Jones. Go yeah. long. <laughs> on an eight-foot rim. And, and, and Josh was like shrugging guys off. I know. The play right there going out of the sideline, like the defensive guys stopped playing because they thought he was going out of bounds and then just does everything wrong. Like you tell every quarterback, don't throw a late across your body. And yet I look at this Bills offense and I'm like, they can get better. But the defense was definitely a story. But how about the offense? 23 straight possessions they had against this Patriots defense before they had to punt. Yep, going back 23. To I mean, it goes back. I mean, this dates back to, to, to last year and, and before that. I, I think this offense, you can look at it and say it's complete, and it's probably one of the most balanced offenses right now in the league. The thing that's flying under the radar right now is the run game. The Bills are the only team in the NFL that's had over 100 yards rushing every single game. And as much as right? it's Josh Allen in this offense, that's it. They're the only team. This guy right here, I mean, Dan- Cook was unbelievable. James Cook and then Motor, as they call Singletary. That one-two punch, they kept it fresh. It was phenomenal to see them come in and add a little burst to this offense, doing it without Deion Dawkins, as we talked about yesterday. Quisenberry filled in admirably at left tackle. He was limping around on one leg, taking one for the team, as Al Michaels talked about last night. But the balance and the reason why this offense has teeth with the run game, Jamie, everybody's playing two-man coverage, right? Everybody, Nobody wants to give up the big ball to Josh Allen. So it's his indirect impact that's helping out this offense as well. They need to buy a vowel or, like, an extra guy in the secondary if you're going to take on the Bills offense. True story, I got a lot of family in my house right now, and I'm buzzing around last night trying to keep the house clean, kind of watching the first half. I see the score, and I sit down next to my dad. I'm like, what's happening here? Who scored? He goes, well... 
Here's what happened. Uh, Jones, Jones is on this crazy play. It's third and short, and he's got to make a play, and he's, he's getting to the sideline. So I'm like, okay, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Gets there. He's on his heels, throws across his body, mm-hmm. completion in the end zone. And I was like, Mac Jones, Mac Jones? did not do that. <laughs> Josh, Josh Allen? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Josh yeah, Allen did it. I was like, Dad. because you, the Patriots wish Mac Jones did that last night. Yeah. My goodness, but... Alas, he did not, because on the first possession, they had to go to a special teams defensive player, Marcus Jones, to tap into some electricity offensively. And after that, someone pulled the plug on the Patriots offense because nothing got going for them. One red zone touch for New England the entire night. And Patriots fans, they thought they had a moment with that Jones touchdown. And then, to me, this was the culmination of it. Twelve minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mm. And they punt this ball away. Granted, sure, you pin the Bills back in the 10-yard line, and now they have to start marching back down the field. But it's the Buffalo Bills, and you're at home, and you're in with a crowd in Foxborough, and you're going to punt in that situation. I mean, the words I was coming up with watching this game, the second half last night especially, was benign, uh, not exciting. Mm -hmm. Flat. Flat. They made him say Matei. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. And then Mac Jones... I think he was starting to feel that because in the post-game show on Prime Video, we see him yelling, yelling at, in the post-game show, swearing. He said, it wasn't really directed at anybody. I understand that I lost my cool. My emotions got the best of me. What I was asking for was longer pass plays to be called big chunk plays to get downfield. Do I know what he said? Like during the lip reading. Well, I can't because they blurred his mouth. So as far as I can tell from behind the blur, it's not great. And regardless of who that was directed at. Yeah. It was pretty glaring that Mac Jones was feeling stunted in that offense. Do you feel like it's a Mac problem or do you feel like it's a coaching problem? The entire game plan felt very vanilla, very stale, and it has the entire season. And then all summer we were like, how come, you know, McDaniels leaves, how come you haven't hired this big offensive mind yeah. and you've gone to Matt Patricia? Now, is that just blaming a coach because that's what we do? Or do you think they did him a disservice here, at Mac Jones, not giving him one of these young offensive masterminds? Mm-hmm. That's the question around the league. Mm-hmm. Is it a Patricia thing or is. Mac Jones incapable of being that guy. Mm. To get or did you home. think he was going to be able to do more with what he was given mm. and the fact that maybe he thought that he could carry a bigger workload and be a little bit more dynamic within mm. a limited playbook and it's he needs to be given a bigger option than what he is mm. able to The, the offense there. definitely felt limited, but I, I feel like it, it was there was a lot of people to, to, to blame there. I mean, there, there was a lot of plays where guys are unblocked. I mean, Trent Brown gives up a sack. You yeah. know, Mac Jones basically barrel rolls right into him. Mm-hmm. And it's like it was dysfunctional offense that we're not used to seeing. I think it goes top to bottom. The Patriots have always been able to run the football, mm-hmm. especially in December. Like I, I flash back to against Buffalo. I mean, yards. Mac Jones threw two passes in that windy game. I spent a lot of time watching so, that clip this morning. Like I watched it fifty times in the the Mac Jones lip reading. I have it as throw the bleeping ball, bleeping run game sucks, mm. which is that's what I have. Now, there's different theories online that he said the quick game, which is a short passing. I think he says the run game sucks, which is a really, really explosive thing to say. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if he said that, but that's my interpretation. <laughs> can, I just, can I say this in all honesty? I, I have no problem with Mac Jones yelling down saying that right. if, it's, if it's motivational. I've done the same damn thing. I can't tell you how many times I'm third and two. I'm do? coming off the ball, and I'm yelling at Kevin Gilbride, run that yeah, yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing? It's third and two, and we're running fade routes. No, yeah. run the ball. We got a good offense line. We got a monster left tackle over here. Run the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, in those situations, I have no problem with players coming over to and, and being passionate about, hey, look, mm-hmm. here's, what we, here's what's working. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you got to get the coaches out of their own heads and, and out of their little menu. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, look up. Yeah. Wake up. Let's go. Call mm-hmm. a play. Bills are back on track. Frustrating teams, though, and that's a scary thing as we enter December. All right, Tom Pelissero, our NFL Network insider, joining us now. Tom, the Bills got a huge, much-needed win last night. 
But news about Von Miller broke in the middle of the game. What's the outlook for the Star Bills defensive player? Well, Jamie, the Bills did place Von Miller on injured reserve prior to that Thursday night game, meaning he now must miss an additional three games coming up here for the Bills. Von had said this past week that he anticipated being able to rest that knee for seven to ten days and be back on the field next week against the Jets despite a lateral meniscus tear in his knee. However, GM Brandon Bean said that based upon the advice from their medical people, they felt the best course of action here was not rush Von back, give him this time and give him the best chance to help them down the stretch. Still optimism that Vaughn is going to be back this season and able to help them in the playoffs. In other news, good news for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson was back on the field and listed as a full participant in practice Thursday after dropping out of Wednesday's practice to get treatment on a quad injury. Now, Lamar is no stranger to missing some practice reps. He was sick two weeks ago. Last week it was a hip. This week it's a quad. Usually Lamar finds a way to play in full participation patient in practice on Thursday. Certainly a good sign for his availability on Sunday against the Broncos. Jamie? Definitely, Tom. It's always dicey when you see a quarterback pop up with an injury in practice, but this contract situation with Lamar Jackson looming, it's always, when you see that with him, it's really, really frightening. So good to see him back for Baltimore at practice. Tom Pelissero, thank you. Talk to you in a little bit. Come up. Can Aaron Rodgers get Green Bay back in the win column, even with a bad thumb? Maybe it's a magical thumb. Will A.J. Brown get his revenge against his former team? we got Mad Minute. We're going to cover everything in 60 seconds straight ahead. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time for Mad Minute. Week 13 officially kicked off last night. We've got a great slate of games coming up on Sunday. Let's break down some of the best matchups we have. 60 seconds mm-hmm. on the clock. 
What are we looking forward to most in each game? We're going to start in Atlanta. The Falcons are hosting the Steelers, meaningful for uh, the NFC South. Sure. What are we most excited for, Peter? December 30th, 2022, the yep. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. We Let's go, baby. A team from the ACC and a team from the Pac-12, and it's one of the oldest traditions in college football. <laughs> but I'm talking about Steelers-Falcons here. Uh, I really thought the Steelers' offense had a little juice to them last week, and I loved Pickett and Pickens. They might be the spoilers this way out. This will not be an easy win for the Falcons. The Steelers are alive, and they're going to use is going into 2023. Mm. Can they continue to keep it going with the young quarterback and receiver? Yeah, I'm with you on Pickett. He needs a nickname like George the Animal or something flashy yeah. with no uh, with no Najee Harris too. Like, like he could be he a, a huge factor. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Pickett just you know he, we're, we're watching him grow, but mm. you know week to week he's getting better and better and better. I think this might be the game where he mm. just. That's it. The, the, like, he slams the door on, I am the future, I'm the franchise. And I think it's the Falcons. Uh, what is it, Bonnie Tyler, we need a hero? I'm yeah. looking out for here. If somebody in the, in the NFC South, please be a hero. Does anybody want it? It's a free playoff spot. Atlanta, come get it. Tampa, I, I'm waiting. New Orleans, Carolina, does anybody want it? I'd also like to take a moment to... Uh, Give some flowers to the wonderful town of El Paso, Texas. Yeah. We love you. Aaron Jones of the Packers went to UTEP. Tim Hardaway. Will Hernandez. Tacos. Yeah. Incredible. I've never great been there, but I heard it's great. Okay, so I am just going to bury it, and then you're going to follow up with a I heard it's a great town. Yeah. The UTEP two-step. Yeah. Just Yay. don't forget to. The UTEP two-step. They got that Absolutely. coal miner, that pickaxe. Yeah. I like that thing. Yeah. Um, it's an NFC North showdown. We're going to do a Mad Minute on El Paso soon. Uh, with the Packers head, as the Packers head to Soldier Field to battle it out against the Bears. What's the allure here, Sean? Well, listen, this Packers offense right now, I mean, if you're watching film of, of what the Jets just did to this Bears defense, I, you're licking your chops. I, I don't know Eddie Jackson's status right now, but I don't really know if it matters. If Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love plays quarterback, this Bears defense is reeling right now. So uh, they could put up 40 points regardless of who's at quarterback. If Trevor Simeon starts this game, he'll become the 21st Bears quarterback over the last 30 years to start against the Packers. Uh, Mooney's gone. Eddie Jackson's gone. Roquan's gone. Robert Gray, they're all gone. They're all gone. And I think Aaron Rodgers will play. Also, I just want to point this out. Remember those salsa commercials where they used to go, New York City? Yeah. The stuff is actually made in El Paso, Texas. That's where they make the salsa. So that's OG, right? Love El Paso. It's good. Um, (laughs) You're talking about this Packers offense lighting up the Bears defense. Like, Packers offense just gave up nearly 400 rushing yards. If, if I'm the Bears, I'm looking at this and saying this team is a bunch of Swiss cheese. David Montgomery time? Montgomery. Swiss cheese? We, Swiss cheese. They could go anywhere right through them. And it's a Packers team that might have a lot of holes in that cheese. Uh, mm. I don't think this is a no-brainer, whether it's Rodgers, Love, don't? whoever. I think the okay. Bears might put up a fight in this Good. one. Good. 300 days of sunshine in El Paso. Look out. Everybody's so happy. Beat it. All yeah. right, the Titans head to Philadelphia to face off against the Eagles. It is always sunny in Philadelphia, though. What intrigues <laughs> us about this game, Kyle? Well, Peter just brought us there. The Eagles had 363 yards rushing last Crazy. week. <laughs> three city three, and they're at home, and this is a game against a team that matters. And I've said this all week. I think the Titans are going to win this game. I, I'm just, sometimes you got to go from the hip with your gut. I don't see the Mike Vrabel Titans team just fading down the stretch. They don't do it. It is like a college program that always gets to that quality bowl game, whether it be the Tony the Tiger Bowl or any other. I think the Titans win this game on the road in Philadelphia. A.J. Brown Bowl. You want to trade me away? You don't think I can be worth the money that some of these guys in this league are making? I'm going to go make a statement. And if I know Nick Sirianni and I know Howie Roseman and I know Jalen Hurts, those guys have been scorned before. Those guys have been told they're not good enough. Those guys have been burned. They're going to get A.J. Brown the rock. A.J. Brown's going to have a day. Whether they win or lose, I can't tell you right now. I promise you A.J. Brown has big numbers. Somebody's going to be coming out of this game with some MVP talk to it. And, and, and I don't know. It might be Derrick Henry. It might not be just Jalen Hurts. Derrick Henry has a chance going up against this Eagles defense right now to get back into that MVP conversation. He's getting his center Ben Jones back, which should help out in the run game. 
All right, Deshaun Watson returns to the field to take on his former team when the Browns face off against the Texans in Houston. What's to look forward to in this one, Peter? Well, I mean, it's the return of Deshaun Watson, right? Mm -hmm. So what are we getting from Deshaun Watson? And if I'm a Houston Texans player, I've got a little chip on my shoulder, too. You're coming into our building. You're the quarterback who did not want to play for our team. And all the stories are about you, 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 you. Texans come into this one, they're just all fighting for their, their NFL lives, all these guys. Like, they're finally getting a game here where they get this guy in their building. What's Lovey Smith saying to this Texans team? Because it, it, there might be a parade for Deshaun Watson elsewhere. It ain't going to happen in Houston. It is the compartmentalized bowl in which you watch the football of the quarterback being played because he's one of the best quarterbacks on the planet. And we've known this game was coming now for months and months and months. Way down there in December, there will be Browns-Texans. I want to see what he has. I want to see what he's interested in. We're going to see these over the next six weeks. Does he have any game? Does do they respond to him? I'm actually interested in the crowd perspective. Sean, what do you like? I think Nick Chubb gets 55 carries in this game. Mm. I, I think it's just, hey, let, let, let's, let's just run. Let's run the football. <laughs> like We want to get in here. We don't win this football game. Let's get out. I'm curious how the fans, fans down at Houston receive Watson. For the longest time, yep. he was like the face of the franchise, yep. you know, hero in the community, all this stuff, and that's all for not now. Yep. I mean, it's totally different now. I'm curious to see how they embrace him when he initially comes out there. Absolutely. All right, Magical Mike White looks mm. to get back-to-back wins when the Jets go to Minnesota to take on the streaking Vikings. What are we looking forward to this one? Back to you, Sean. Jets, Vikings. I, I just, I'm going to go matchups One of the right games. <laughs> I, I'm going to go on my Gardner. I've been there, buddy. I'm going sauce. Okay. I'm going sauce. Where are you going with sauce? Perfect. You have 12 Every seconds. Every week he gets the best receiver and he's showing up as a rookie. I, I love it. Give me more sauce. from Sauce from versus sauce Justin Jefferson? Yeah. See, that's really good. I'm interested in that. A guy, that's a really good matchup. But I'm actually looking for Quinnen Williams versus Kirk Cousins. Um, Quinnen Williams has wrecked Josh Allen this year. He has wrecked Aaron Rodgers. He certainly can have something for Kirk Cousins. Also, Kirk Cousins, um, six game-winning drives this season alone. So if the Vikings are down late, don't count them out. Chris Paul's in the news this morning. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, Chris Paul's in the news. And why have a triple up, double where are you going with that, Peter? No, why would I bring up Chris Paul? Never has won the chip. Never has gotten over the hump. Never, Never will. has been that guy, right? Well, maybe he will. No. That's Kirk Cousins' rap right now. Mm. And when you're that guy, you're always susceptible to an upset. Don't lose to the Jets at home. Not when you're 9-2. and two. Not when you've got this you know, potential one seed. Don't lose in the big one here, Kirk Cousins. Take care of business. As good as the Jets might be, can't lose to Mike White at home mm-hmm. on a Sunday with everyone watching. Couldn't agree more. All that cake went to my head when we started this. What I forgot to lead with with the Steelers' mad minute was that Kenny Pickett played in the Sun Bowl as well. I saw oh, no way. Did you meet him? I, of course. Did you know? Meeting. I did not know he was going to become of Kenny Pickett <laughs> All right. the Pittsburgh That's pretty cool, Steelers. though. KP. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> We may very well have a Super Bowl preview on our hands in San Francisco this weekend, and it's more than just two red-hot teams riding multi-game winning streaks. No, this one's personal, and this one goes back many, many years. It's Dolphins 49ers. Let's go back in time. Yes, these two teams played in a Super Bowl in the 1980s, and it was Dan Marino, fresh off one of the all-time great regular seasons, getting outclassed by Joe Montana who went on to win the second of his four Super Bowl rings. But Sunday's battle between the 49ers and the Dolphins is more about recent history and family and friendships and all the overlap and intersecting between two teams that not only mirror each other in style and form, but in high quality of play. This one starts in 1993. The Denver Broncos, Shannon Sharp, Steve Atwater, John Elway, and Robert Del Pino. Who? 
Robert Del Pino was a running back on the 1993 Broncos. And as the story goes, a 10-year-old kid was at training camp in Greeley, Colorado. And that 10-year-old kid was jockeying for position to get an autograph from Robert Del Pino when that kid's hat went missing. The hat was gone forever, but a Broncos staffer named Gary McCune felt so bad about it that he went to a nearby mall and bought the kid a new hat, giving it to him the next day. That kid? That kid was Mike McDaniel. McCune, the Broncos staffer, ended up meeting McDaniel's mother. The two fell in love, and as they say, the rest is history. McDaniel, with his new hat, was forever a Broncos fan from that point on. And when Mike Shanahan took over, McDaniel became the Broncos ball boy. The Shanahans and McDaniel were linked from that point on. Kyle Shanahan had Mike McDaniel as an assistant in Houston. He brought him with him to Washington and to Cleveland and to Atlanta. He then brought him to San Francisco when Kyle Shanahan got the head coaching gig. Mike McDaniel was an offensive assistant under Kyle Shanahan for five seasons in the Bay. And all told, Mike McDaniel worked under Kyle Shanahan for 14 different NFL seasons. The two have known each other for close to three decades. When Mike McDaniel got the head coaching job in Miami last January, he started assembling his staff. He went right to San Francisco. He hired John Embry, the 49ers' former tight ends and assistant head coach. He hired Wes Welker, the former NFL legend who'd worked in San Francisco as the 49ers' wide receivers coach the last three years. He hired former 49ers lineman Mike Person. He hired Aldrick Robinson, the former NFL wide receiver and Shanahan mainstay in Washington, Atlanta, and San Francisco. Then he got him some players. He went and signed Raheem Mostert, the undrafted 49ers running back who famously ran for 220 yards and four touchdowns in an NFC Championship blowout win over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The Dolphins signed Trent Sherfield, a 49ers wide receiver from last year. They signed River Craycraft, who spent time in San Francisco as well. And at the trading deadline, the Dolphins went and got Jeff Wilson Jr., who might end up being their lead back during this stretch run. There's one extra wrinkle to this, too, and it has nothing to do with Mike McDaniel. Who the 49ers trade all those picks to when they went up and got Trey Lance in the 2021 draft? The Dolphins. With those picks, Miami acquired. They maneuvered to make moves to end up getting 2021 first-round pick Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. See, the 49ers and Dolphins could very well be on a collision course for Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. This could end up being part one. Let's just say the two teams know each other very, very well. Shout out to the editors uh, of that piece. To find that old Broncos footage, to find uh, River Craycraft at Lambeau Field doing this in a Niners uniform, it's incredible. And Rich Goldberg, our amazing producer, helped put that together. Peter, we need to recap what, what the hell just went on with Mike McCann. I gotta tell you the story. Come on. Can you please? Stepfather? This, this what? feels what? like bigger that? McCracken right here. Yeah, what, what do you got? Mike McDaniel would used to go to training camp in Greeley, which is northern Colorado. As a child. As a child. Yeah. Had a Charlotte Hornets baseball hat. <laughs> okay. Fell off trying to get the Del, Del Pino autograph. The guy who picked it up is Gary McCune, who was the video coordinator. Gary McCune says, that's messed up. I'm going to go get him. Goes to the Greeley Mall, buys him a new Hornets hat, or just a new hat. I'm not sure. Check, fact check me there. Then he goes and gets that back to him. The family meets him. Mike McDaniel's mother meets him. They Sparks end up, fly. They end up getting married. 
And then from that point on, Mike McDaniel is like Broncos legend. He goes to Aurora High School and is a superstar and oh. is, is always a ball boy for the Broncos. And it's truly amazing. Wow. Mike McDaniel's connection to the Shanahan yeah. family from that point on, obviously. It's Wade Phillips is the coach. We took over it. Long story short, he has known Kyle Shanahan for close to 30 years. Mm-hmm. So I ask you guys the question. In these situations, maybe this one specifically, Mentor or protege, who has the edge if you know the other person on the other side so well? Yeah, well, that's a great story about a hat, and then Kyle Shanahan's got his own style of hat. Yes, right he does. So we, got a little hat. we got a no-cap segment coming up. <laughs> I, I think when you look at this mentor relationship, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi and the young Skywalker, and I, I go back to, all right, Kyle Shanahan, how has he fared? He, this is not his first assistant coach that's been a head coach. Sean McVay was one of his assistants, right? And I know we've talked a lot about the domination that the 49ers have had over the Rams. They won eight straight regular season games. Yes, they lost the NFC Championship game, but the regular season domination right there. And you know what? It's the familiarity. It's that Kyle, look, he he obviously taught them the game plan and the schemes and all that stuff, but I feel like it's also just knowing what that person is going to do in that game situation, that familiarity. I think the one thing that McDaniel has going for him right now is unpredictability Mm. because – Guess what? Yeah, he called plays and he helped design a lot of mm-hmm. things, and you know what his tendencies may be with that. But as a head coach, he's a little bit of a wild child right now. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like the edge might be leaning towards McDaniel. I think when it's uh, mentor protege, uh, I I always lean into the protege having the edge at first because, in my opinion, mentor thinks he's always right. Protege mm-hmm. gets to watch that, but then also form his own correct opinions. We all kind of lean into what we know best. And we did this on um, Mixed Bag Trivia yesterday. My connection to mentor-protege goes to Nick Saban. He is of the Bill Belichick coaching tree. They had to face each other when Saban was a head coach for the Dolphins a handful of times. But these two go to face each other in 2005. Belichick beats him. Belichick beats him the first time around. They end up going 2-2 and in their NFL head-to-head career together. But then Saban goes on and has a little bit longer domination against his assistant coaches in college football. It took his assistant coaches 20 Five tries before Jimbo Fisher was able to beat Nick Saban. Is that right? Yes, in October of 2021 <laughs> in Texas A&M. The Aggies stormed the field. It was a beautiful win for Jimbo Fisher. But 25 times? Are you serious? It was the headline that we always talked about going into those matchups with Nick Saban, and it took his former assistant. Who were the guys? Like Lane tries. Kiffin? Lane Kiffin, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher. Um, Amazing. Oh, gosh. Uh, Sark? Uh, like, uh, Tennessee. What's his name? Uh, oh, Jeremy Pruitt. Pruitt. Pruitt? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sark, Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, they all came, went, came, went. And it took Jimbo Fisher the, the first or the earliest at LSU as an assistant to be the one to take him down. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. Tough to take out. Right. So I always go mentor, but the or I always go protege, but mentor, I think, wins the first one. Yeah. Well, yesterday Peter was bringing this up, and Peter was talking in his usual indecipherable mumbo-jumbo about something about Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan, and I don't follow that that garbage. I don't like that, so I did some research. So as far as I understand, Anakin Skywalker is the Padawan, which is McDaniel in this case, and then um, Obi-Wan is the Jedi... All right, so uh, I think we, I, for the love of God, I think we have pictures of these people. Um, initially, Anakin was discovered in the sands of Tatooine, where as a young guy, he was building a protocol droid under the supervision of his mother, Shmi, for the pod racing. And then eventually, his Metachlorian count went so high that Qui-Gon Jinn followed him and recognized him and said he has potential. Qui-Gon was struck down, and he ordered Obi-Wan to complete his training against the advice of Mace Windu and the Jedi Council. So in this case... 
the Padawan then came back to be defeated in uh, on the in the in the lava planet by Obi Wan. Is this Peter? I, I'm following it. I, I know it all. I mean, I'm just going back to my Andor knowledge. Okay, you're up on Andor. I'm, I'm, I'm right. one episode behind. So I think in this in, in not every case the Padawan has the advantage because really in this case the the Jedi ended up winning. So I actually think because of that. I think Shanahan wins by like 40 this week. By 40? Yes, I do. I do. Wow. He's going to get his legs cut no, off. Roll. And Mike McDaniel's going to be crawling and be like, I hate you. And it's and McDaniel's going to say, it's, uh, no, Shanahan's going to say, it's over, Mike. I have the high ground. And that's a reference to episode three. I was wow. actually wow, hoping. That was beautiful. Was well done, Cobb. I, mean, yeah. was, I, just, I, was I where, where, where was Chewy during all this? He hadn't showed up yet. Yeah. That's not till episode four, Sean. sort of hoping that you would uh, role play what Gary McCune said to McDaniel's mom when he presented the kid with the hat. I mean, Sparks must have flown. Oh, that right. must have got hot fast. <laughs> God bless him. You got That's more cake? a Hallmark movie. I don't wow. It is a Hallmark, a Hallmark movie. Right. Coming up, Gary playoffs are right around. Lock up your daughters. Which stars need to shine the brightest in week 13? We got picks for Sunday Spotlight next. Get your shades out. Get your Mike McDaniel shades out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on Good Morning Football time for a segment that we like to call Sunday Spotlight, where we tell you who we're going to have our eyes on in Week 13, and that spotlight's going to shine so bright that we got to put our shades on. We get to pick a player, a coach, a team. I'm going to go team within a division that feels like they have taken a for sale sign and just planted it in the middle of where all the teams lie because the NFC South, as Kyle said, 
It's up for grabs, and who is going to take ownership of it? Monday Night Football, the Buccaneers play the Saints. That means when the Falcons take on the Steelers on Sunday afternoon, there is a potential that they could win that game and inch their way closer to the top and take back a division that feels reminiscent to the NFC East a few years ago where it felt like teams were just giving the lead away, giving a home playoff spot away. Who's it going to be? At times, I'm like, Marcus Mariota, what are you going to do? Kyle Pitts, who's going to fill in your spot? Somebody come up and take the for sale sign and boot it across your yard so you can take ownership of a division that is right for the taking. Peter? All right. That's good. I'm taking another boot it. Where are you going? I'm going with a guy named Josh Jacobs. Let me explain Josh Jacobs to you. This guy right now was on pace to have the greatest rushing season ever by a Raider, and that's some real company. Last week had that career day, obviously. Josh Jacobs already has the most rushing yards for any Raider since 2000. Already in his 2022 Week 13. Go one step further. This is a guy who was playing in the Hall of Fame game. This guy who was supposedly on the, on the trading block. A guy whose fifth-year option was not picked up. Basically, there was a for sale sign on Josh Jacobs, and there were no takers. And what's he done instead? He's had the best season of his young career. This young man is impressing everybody. They play the Chargers this weekend in a very hated rivalry match. I want to see what Josh Jacobs does. Keep it going. The league's leading rusher, Josh Jacobs. What a season. We see you. Kyle, who you got? All right, you want a a hated rivalry match, Peter. I'm going Taylor Heineke. Have a day. The Commanders win every week. It's not terribly impressive. Someone suggested to me on Twitter, the Commanders are like Pete Davidson. You you can't really figure out what the draw is, but they're just stacking W's. It's just win after win after win. Awesome tattoos. Taylor Heineke, uh, go get the Giants. You know you got them twice right now. You stacked a bunch of wins. This is a rivalry game. Take out New York. I'm not going to say that if you beat the Giants, you're going to be the king of New York, but you might be the king of Staten Island. Nice. Go Let's go, buddy. Uh, Staten Island shout out in the first right. hour of the show. Listen, uh, one of the things that's great about the NFL is the offseason and all these incoming rookies. And every year it's like, oh, man, this guy's going to be an unbelievable player. Look at him. And, and some guys fizzle out. Some guys live up to the hype. Ahmad Gardner. Sauce Gardner, as they now call him. I was with the Jets in training camp, and there was a couple of players that refused to call him Sauce. They said he's AG right now. He's got to earn it. I think he's earned the Sauce nickname. And guess what? Guess who you get? Justin Jefferson. All right, another week, another big-time big, big time matchup against one of the NFL's best receivers right now. So, Sauce Carter, all eyes are on you. Sauce Carter leads the NFL right now in pass breakups as a rookie, so keep your eye on him. And, JJ, let's go, Sean. That's a great one. Let's uh, go. Kyle, I think those shoes you're wearing could be uh, – sorry, I missed you there, good, my friend. Tyler, Taylor Heineke, worthy if he beats. Uh, it just kind of changed the blue a little bit. It could be. They could qualify. These are the UNC uh, Jordans. I understand UNC has a very big football game this weekend, and mm. so we're repping SEC. them out with Tar Heels. Exactly in the ACC, we love it. Absolutely. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.